0: Hello and welcome to Sideload, the technology podcast from Edelman, London. I'm Olivia Thomas and today we're talking about South by Southwest, the annual festival celebrating film, music and technology. We'll be looking at some of the key themes discussed at this year's event, from big data to artificial intelligence, and asking whether the tide is starting to turn against technology. I'm joined today by Jerry Wisniewski, who is the Managing Director of the technology team here in London. Jerry is a seasoned tech expert. In her time at Edelman, she's led countless campaigns for brands ranging from young startups to some of the biggest names in the industry. Welcome to Sideload Jerry, and thank you for joining us today. Hello,
1: <laughs> Olivia. Great to be here.
0: It was your first time in Austin, Texas for South by Southwest. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what the event is and what it was like?
1: Um, Yes, it's a really crazy, mad, exciting, eclectic place to be Um, and the best way to explain it is that it's a conference and a series of overlapping festivals about the convergence of technology, interactive media, film and music. It takes place every March in downtown Austin, Texas and it attracts a really um, diverse and international crowd of people from all over the world. Um, There's also a lot of locals who join, students, industry insiders, leaders, um, many films and documentaries get premiered there, new artists are promoting themselves, Um, so it's a real melting pot um, and attracts um, some very hipster type (laughs) people at certain times when the music festival kicks off, Um, but it's very liberal and very socially conscious. Um, So a typical day might look like this, Um, so you attend one of the main stage events at the Austin Convention Mm -hmm. Centre and they had some really interesting and diverse people there uh, from Elizabeth Moss, um, the actress, uh, to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, politician um, Esther Perel talking about relationships at work um, with her background in relationships at home uh, Why Jean was there ASAP <laughs> Rocky uh, talking about um, producing fashion and um, the journalist Kara Swisher just to mention a few and then you can move on to one of the many fringe events uh, or panel sessions at one of the nearby hotels or pop-up venues. Um, that could be hosted by brands. So you have the Twitter House. Um, you have uh, the Sweat House by Lulu Lemon, where you can go and exercise and hear talks around wellness. Um, or you can go to the Samsung Experience Tour. Um, then you can go and visit one of the exhibition sites. Um, so one of the ones I spent quite a lot of time at was uh, the AR and VR exhibition. And there you could see the latest content and experiences um, from HP, for example. I saw an amazing one by the BBC in partnership with the Imperial War Museum. or you could go and try on, and I would encourage you to do this. Is the new Bose sunglasses with inbuilt speakers in the arms um, wow. to give you an amazing um, auditory experience? Then you can go and watch a documentary. I mean, it doesn't end. You go and watch a do- documentary in the afternoon or the evening. Something that's premiering. Um, Malcolm Gladwell um, had his new documentary showing um, called Autonomy about the rise of self-driving cars and automated vehicles. Um, they had the um, Elizabeth Moss documentary, which is now on Netflix, premiered there, which was about – sorry, not Elizabeth Moss, Elizabeth Holmes Mm -hmm. um, and Theranos uh, uh, um, being um, shown there. And then in the evenings you could go to one of the immersive events, so they had um, this big Game of Thrones immersive choir, Um, you could go and see Netflix's pop-up event, um, for the release of The Highwaymen Um, and then you can go and watch some upcoming bands in the evening until the early hours of the morning. Um, So one really popular event was the British Music Embassy Um, and then I was lucky enough to go to the Philly house party and go and see DJ Jazzy Jeff one night so that was a lot of fun but a very long day um, wow. so I was very tired by the end of it. It's pretty intense.
0: Wow it sounds like a complete hodgepodge
1: <laughs> in the best
0: possible way.
1: <laughs> yeah I mean there's all sorts of interesting people. Um, there's a lot of people who are hustling there, they're looking for jobs uh, a lot of young people who are trying to meet the big tech companies okay. uh, you'll see a lot of artists on the street selling CDs literally with asking you to put on their headphones and listen to their latest tracks because you'll see a lot of A&R people there Um, so yeah it's a really really interesting event plus you'll have the downtown um, of Austin gets shut off just to allow for the sheer volumes of people going through. So um, they've also got pretty much every e-scooter brand you can imagine there, plus um, some e-bikes there. So you'll see people whizzing <laughs> around from location to event on e-scooters. And it really doesn't matter what age you are. I, we saw kind of uh, young people, um, grandmas <laughs> with children, um, literally all sorts on the e-scooters. There. Oh, so that wow. was <laughs>
0: And it sounds like uh, sort of tech and sort of cutting edge technology is obviously a big part of the event. Um, and I think one of the big themes was probably quite unsurprisingly the question of data. Um, and you mentioned, I know you said that Google were there um, and some of the other big tech brands. Um, yeah. And I suppose, do you think that it was? What do you think was the dominant
1: attitude towards data? Was that a topic that was discussed in depth? <laughs> Yes, uh, it was, and I considered how I would phrase this, but I think it's best to probably just tell it as it is, Mm -hmm. there was a very strong negative Mm -hmm. narrative, especially on the main stages at South by Southwest, Mm -hmm. um, about the technology um, giants and how they're collecting, using, sharing and profiteering from our data. The resounding message was that our data is being collected and sold by companies often without our knowledge, Um, and that is problematic for lots of reasons. Um, But alongside that, there was a sense of hope too that things could be different. If we as users were less complacent and became more interested and educated about what's happening, um, and also had held big tech to account, um, there was definitely a feeling that there isn't enough discussion and debate about the issue, um, the majority of the public don't really understand, and I don't. I don't mean us, the people that work mm-hmm. in this industry day to day, read about mm-hmm. it, um, understand the implications of of this. Um, and Apple has called it most recently. Uh, Tim Cook called this problematic uh, issue around data privacy. Called he's called it the shadow economy. Mm-hmm. It's stuff that we don't realise that's happening necessarily. Um, And the tone of South by Southwest this year, having spoken to other people that have been there previous years, um, have said that, uh, yes, it's definitely negative, more cautionary um, than in previous years. But that probably isn't surprising. Mm -hmm. It's been a really turbulent year for big tech. Many of the speakers on the stage recognise that perhaps you don't care or don't have the time to make changes or think about your data privacy, but we were urged um, in the audience to at least be aware of what's at stake. Um, so a couple of things I wanted to point out in particular because I thought these were interesting to note was in one conference session um, we had the Cambridge Analytica whistleblower Brittany Kaiser speak. And she said, you know, you can pretty much go to any big data vendor and purchase mater- purchase your personal data, um, which could be anything from um, your banks um, and finance, so anything you're spending money on, where you're spending it. You-, you can buy data about your purchasing habits from retailers, both online and offline, um, through loyalty cards. Um, and tracking your data um, when you are looking um, at retailers online which makes the data very predictable about what you're going to do in the future um, even before you know what you're going to do. Um, So it's a very cautionary tale for us. Um, She also said, and I thought this was interesting, worth noting, um, that she raised a petition to Mark Zuckerberg um, asking him to change Facebook's rules, rules and give us back control over our data and digital assets. And This is an excerpt from a book But she said, um, Facebook, other digital platforms and big data aggregators make billions out of us and our data and it's not even kept safe. They collect information about who we are, our friendships and how we view the world. They find out what we buy, what we do online, how we live our lives offline. Then they use our own data to sell to us. From pharmaceuticals to political campaigns we're just now realizing the bad news we're the product they're selling our data has been exposed without our real consent and i think that is a really kind of um, concise summary of the main issue that was discussed at south by southwest and was seen in threads throughout um, the various panel sessions um, i think the other point to note is that um, Big tech is definitely responding to this, and I make a differentiation between big tech and all of tech, because I think, unfortunately, big tech is just in the spotlight. Um, Actually, these issues are throughout the technology industry, and in fact, they're across sectors, because tech is now in everything, so our data is being collected everywhere. Um, Mark Zuckerberg, um, at the beginning of this month, uh, we are still a march aren't we? Yes. Um, set out his vision for a privacy focused social network um, in a manifesto. Um, Tim Cook, um, during his recent Apple announcements where he announced Apple Pay and new t- street TV streaming services, news and gaming services said um, in his exact words, none of these, none of these new products will track you, collect your data or share it with advertisers without your permission um Microsoft president Brad Smith has published a bunch of blogs calling for new regulations to protect consumer privacy online uh, and govern new technologies such as facial recognition um you know these companies are now starting to speak out about privacy regulations and are advocating for legislation um so i think there were some really vocal industry insiders who uh had a lot to say. Um, There was Robert McNamee, um, who is a Silicon Valley boss, he basically started um, Silver Lake Ventures, the VC company. He was also a a mentor to Mark Zuckerberg um, in the very early days of Facebook, but um, he was one of the most negative, I would say, um, and said we need to wake up to the serious damage of social networks to our society. Um, And another really interesting um, panel session was with Douglas Rushkoff. Um, He's a writer and filmmaker on technology and culture. He's just written a book called Team Human. Um, But he said that um, although our new technologies are created by humans, um, these technologies, markets and institutions often contain an anti-human agenda. Um, Again, he just urged people to think about these issues and to engage in debate and asked that businesses, institutions, governments and technology providers uh, engage in a meaningful discussion around it. So everyone agrees that something needs to be done to protect consumers.
0: I mean we've heard that data is the new oil and it's very much, you know, we, li- we live in a digital economy now and I think data obviously and data gathering and It's not going anywhere, and especially sort of social on social media, it's almost like a double-edged sword in a way, isn't it? I mean, we want to use social media; we want to get the benefits of, you know, not of having advertisements that are targeted to us because we prefer to be advertised to if it's a way that's relevant to us as opposed to seeing random advertisements. So there are some benefits to data, but obviously there's the flip side, and it sounds like especially at South by Southwest, it was a lot of the doom and gloom dark side what do you think where do you think we're heading do you think it's all negative do you think companies need to be reined in
1: or do you see the light side of data (laughs) really interesting question Um, i think what's led up to this kind of moment of uh, caution is several years of technology an innovation happening at a rapid pace everyone being very optimistic about what it means and seeing the benefits and then i suddenly realize like actually there are some potential downsides here um, you know to- totally agree with you there are, there are lots of good you know reasons and benefits of technology you know it makes our lives easier I mean God it even saves lives mm-hmm. uh, makes our decisions easier um, it's improving our health um but there is a sense that perhaps there's too much control in the hands now of several companies um and uh those are used to be to, uh, power used to be in the hands of governments um but now it's in the hands of big business and um, big technology um and when that happens that can create filter bubbles it can cut our choices mm-hmm. um it can dampen creativity and serendipity. So uh, there are a lot of big issues to consider.
0: Do you think, um, what do you think is the solution? Do you think there needs to be more regulation? Obviously we already have in Europe sort of GDPR, which was obviously when it came into effect it was a massive deal, but do you think that's enough? Do you think there will be more regulation?
1: My personal opinion is that regulation is going to come. How the technology industry responds to that is, remains to be seen. It it looks like everyone is listening and wants to make this a productive conversation. I mean, you did have the democratic candidate for pres- presidency, Elizabeth Warren, there talking about how she wanted to break up the big tech monopolies. And I think that was quite an um, extreme viewpoint. But it did create a lot of discussion and debate about what needs to be done. Um, so I think regu- more regulation is coming. Technology technology companies themselves are open to it. How it gets done is open to debate.
0: I suppose the onus is on the big tech companies. We put a lot of faith into them and a lot of our trust. But also do you think there is some responsibility on individual and on the user do you think the average citizen knows enough and cares enough about their data do you think there needs to be more education around that
1: yeah I don't think we know what we are giving up or sacrificing or how um, companies profiteer from our data so a lot of it um, gets sold on uh, often not to the people that we've had first interaction to, it will be a third party that buys that data off them. Um, Actually there's so much rich information in there that we probably, possibly don't know is being taken, so anything from where you've been the whole day from your maps Um, if you've got your location based data on it can look at your navigation apps and see where you've been driving Um, as we said you can can see what you've been buying, what you've been liking Um, it can look at the language in your social media profiles, are you happy, are you sad Um, who have you been talking to that day, what are the relationships with those people Um, and the reality is that if you bring all those big data sets together those algorithms are making decisions and judgments about you and your likes and preferences and then that information is being used to uh, either get us to think differently do something differently take an action Um, so we're trusting these algorithms are going to do the right thing for us and that is a big element of decision making that is being taken away from us and there's a lot of debate about whether this is leading to the loss of free will and um, many people will have read um, Homo sapiens the, um, the book by um, Yuval Noah Harari and he talks a lot about this in some instances having recommendations being uh, guided as to what to listen to what to read or what is good but then you also have to be aware that it can create filter bubbles Mm -hmm. leads to this loss of discovery that you might go on on your own so I think education is key who is responsible for that education is problematic Um, and most people we live busy lives and we don't have time to think about these things so the onus does need to be on people that are in the industry to make it a bit more obvious and transparent about what's going on
0: Still to come, we discuss the major impact emerging technologies are having on our lives and whether brands are doing enough to address the potential issues this raises. But first, here's a clip from the last episode of Sideload where we looked at the findings of the Edelman Artificial Intelligence Survey and how the technology is set to revolutionise society.
2: So you do have companies like Microsoft and Google and coming out with you know, what they are you know, putting guidelines out there, making sure people are aware of the technology they're working on. But generally, when you look at companies, they try and present just the optimistic point of view of like, you know, how this is going to create more efficiency in a particular industry, how it's going to enhance person's job, and so on and so forth. But they don't really talk about, you know, the negative consequences of the same technology. So, so our advice to our, you know, the clients that we work with, are is always to go with a balanced point of view, right? Because it's good to talk about the benefits because they are quite obvious, I mean, especially if you look at healthcare. Um, AI can revolutionise the healthcare industry and it can find cures to, to diseases that are just not possible for human beings to, you know, kind of crack in the next 3 to 5 years.
0: You're listening to Sideload. I'm joined by Jerry Vishniewski and we're discussing her time at South by Southwest. Jerry, you were joined in Austin by Justin Westcott, who is general manager here in Edelman, London. Justin posted a blog where he suggested that attitudes have taken a negative turn against technology. He mentions Douglas Rushkoff, and I think you already mentioned Elizabeth Warren, um, who spoke at South by Southwest and were very vocal about the need to rein in big technology companies. Do you agree? We've touched on this briefly already, but in sort of... um, a white, looking at the bigger picture do you think that brands are concerned about a potential backlash from a wary public do you think that brands should be sitting up and taking note and doing
1: more to address issues beyond just data yeah so again very good question um, I think all brands should be listening and taking note uh, we talked about big tech being on uh, receiving end of the brunt of a lot of criticism and media coverage about these issues um, but they are industry-wide so brands need to think about how they are collecting, using, sharing and uh, making money from our data um, so that means that means they need to be very clear about their data and processes around data privacy and be prepared to have a position if they are asked um, to contribute on this debate about how they view data privacy and how they use their customers data um, now more than ever there's a requirement of brands to be more thoughtful more measured much more transparent about data privacy with their users and customers and sometimes things will go wrong um, but those brands that respond swiftly with clarity that address any issues carefully will continue to win the trust of their customers so I don't think it's all doom and gloom. Um, I also think, um, and this is one of the positive things that I saw at South by Southwest, is that we are seeing this next generation of startups and scale-up companies who have this thinking embedded into their values as they start. So what I feel optimistic is about is that the next generation of companies Will have to some extent thought about all these things, have it baked into their technology, you know, will be thinking about how to solve for these problems from the start. Um, and so that gives me hope.
0: And I'm sure while you were at South by Southwest, there was some really cool technology actually on display. Um, was there anything that really caught your eye? Any sort of like AI
1: robotics? Nazi technology <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of things that i thought were really, really interesting and fun uh, one was called uh, singularity sushi so it was a concept uh, food store sushi store um, that is going to be opening in uh, japan next year so the idea is that uh, you do a dna test prior to uh, going for your meal uh, a month before. Uh, from that test uh, you're able to see where you're deficient in certain nutrients, uh, where you might need more nutrients um, and based on that you'll go to your Sushi uh, event um, by Singularity Sushi. They will th- print your food, 3D print your food for you and embed all the right nutrients for you in the store. Um, And so that experience would set you back about £300 to do it. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That um, is
0: expensive sushi.
1: Very expensive sushi, but um, they had this uh, amazing kind of um, lab and robotic 3D printing stand which showed you kind of how it would be done. Um, So it would definitely be an interesting uh, experience to go through
0: wow, yes <laughs> I don't think
1: I would spend that much for sushi but <laughs> as much as I do love sushi <laughs> and I think some of the other, I think there were just other fun things that, that sprung up, I, I mean there were a lot of Genetic testing firms, there um, in the theme of a 23andMe type. um, It's very clear that a lot of people want to have a better understanding of their own personal health and be able to take proactive steps to improving um, their health.
0: I think you've already mentioned like Sapiens and Homo Duas, the two books, and the author in those mentions about sort of how us as a species are going to get to a technological level where we're actually. Upgrading ourselves, we're not just repairing what's wrong. We're actually like improving on what we already have. So it's kind of interesting to see that almost interesting slash scary that it's like starting already.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think there were loads of that. There was a there was a big uh, again another kind of positive theme from South by Southwest was um what's going on in the health tech space. So you saw a bunch of companies. Um, Talking about uh, improving um, our lives and longevity, so helping us um, not die early from preve- from diseases we could pre- prevent. Um, so that was really interesting. Then you had a bunch of companies there talking about, you know, improving drug discovery so that we can target some of the diseases that we should have addressed by now. You know, cancers and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's um, that somehow. pharmaceutical companies just haven't been able to develop the drugs at a speed um, that's required um, to solve some of those so the health tech track of panel sessions and events was really really interesting and something that was very positive at the moment Um, whether or not that's positive in years to come as again people realise that a lot of data has to be collected and that needs to be uh, collected uh, in a secure and private way then you know that remains to be seen. At the moment, people are very optimistic about health
0: tech. It is good to hear the sort of good side of tech was still coming through, sort of tech for good. Um, do you think that there were any companies there that had solutions that could really benefit some of the biggest issues that we're facing in society?
1: Um, I think there are a lot of startups and scale ups that are doing that. They're just on the start of their. Their journeys um, I think again one of the sessions um, that really interested me was about the future of food and food technology with there was a lot of optimism um, again around there so I just wanted to talk you through some data so again this was a lot of this was new and interesting to me but the world's population is going to exceed 9 billion by 2050 yet agricultural yields has halved since 1990. So crop yields are flat, many of the trends are negative, we've got lots of new crop diseases, um, urbanization, um, desertification, which basically means that a lot of the arable land is now just becoming unusable. Um, uh, Soil erosion, Um, the price of food is going up, even for just really staple foods that people use, so corn and rice. And going up quite dramatically. So, um, Oxfam has said by 2030, you could see the price of um, corn and rice climbing by 180 and 130%, respectively. So, the whole food system needs to be transformed. Um, and agriculture needs to adapt to this changing climate. So, you saw a lot of new startups and tech companies talking about how they were going to solve some of these problems, which um, society is just starting to be aware of um, and so again that gives me hope so you know the tech companies looking at how you can f- improve food production with urban indoor farms um, we had companies talking about how you could rescue um, food products from landfill and reuse some of them it sounds a bit icky um, <laughs> but with the right food production process in place it could be done um, and technology could be used to facilitate what they call circular production. So, waste products are reused um, in the production process. So, an example was using um, spent grain from the brewing process to reheat uh, a brewery. Um, so, that creates this kind of closed system of, of production. So, everything is recycled and reused. So, that's, wow. that was really interesting.
0: So I think, I've finally, we've talked about sort of the issues that technology is creating, we've talked about the issues that technology is solving, um, do you think that big technology brands now should be communicating on a more sort of conscious level, as in they should be taking sort of a societal responsibility, do you think they should be communicating that in their campaigns?
1: Again, really interesting question. I think it really depends um, on the brand. Um, all brands need to be much more aware of what's going on in the world outside themselves. So what are the big issues and the societal conversations? And they should be prepared on the right issues to have a point of view, be differentiated. I think that's really important because you, you can see a lot of brands saying a very similar thing. Um, but it's got to be saying the right thing in the right place at the right right time. It doesn't, I don't think that it's necessary for every brand to address every single issue <laughs> um, and you need to be really clear about why you as a company exist in the world, what is it you stand for, who are your audiences and really understand what are the things they care about and they may not be the same as what's being talked about in the media agenda in that day, uh, on that day. Mm. Uh, so if you're a car manufacturer it makes sense to debate automation and the impact on jobs but if you are a company that sells donuts on every street corner don't necessarily need to be talking about those same things
0: very true thank you so much for joining us i think that's about all we have time for Um, and thank you for listening to sideload don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and if you want to get in touch send an email to sideload at edelman.com we'll see you next time we